Greetings, people online and people in the house. I thank Bishop Johnson, Pastor Chris, our senior pastors, for this opportunity. Last week, you heard the young man who was up here. He says it's always scary to be up here. It's, it never gets to be less intimidating. It's always intimidating. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, help me, help us, help me to speak what it is you put on my heart, not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in a demonstration of the spirit and of power. And I pray that you would touch our own hearts that we'll receive this word in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. So if you've heard me preach before, you know I always like to sing. Whether you like it or not, I'm singing still. Hallelujah. I will bless you, Lord, at all times. I will keep your praise in my mouth. When I boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear. They shall be glad. I will bless you, Lord, at all times. I will keep your praise in my mouth. When I boast in the Lord, humble shall hear they shall be then I will say magnify the Lord with me magnify the Lord with me come magnify the Lord with me together let us exalt his oh I will say magnify the Lord with me Magnify the Lord with me, magnify the Lord with me, together let us exalt His name. We exalt your name, we exalt your name, we exalt your name, we exalt your name. glory and honor and power and dominion hallelujah amen 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 so i'm going to try and explain i'm just sharing something with you today my own experience the first scripture i want to share is colossians 3 3 it says for you died to this life and your real life is hidden in Christ, is hidden with Christ in God. We died to this life, our real life. The everlasting one is hidden with Christ in God. So we are inside. A lie? We are inside. 
as in we are inside Christ. The way John chapter 4 verse 13 says, and God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Listen to that paradoxical thing. But then he's always like that. He's a shepherd and he's a lamb. And how now? So we are living inside him. And he, has, he is living inside us. That means we are inside. Just the way the word says. But if you will please excuse me. Eh? I teach grammar and they tell, tell us now that all grammar is correct. It just depends which situation you are in. So if you will permit me, I will move to Liberian English, what they call colloquia, right now. And I will say, Pastor P, we inside. We inside means it's true. We are inside the way the word says. But when a Liberian person that you have a noise say, okay, we inside. That means since you are looking for my trouble, you have found it. We inside. So in this year of the life abundant, I want to declare that we are inside. We inside. Since you're looking for my trouble, since you want for my friends them to die, I came to tell you, Pastor Taylor, we inside. You know how to spell inside? I N S A H. Inside. We inside. I just want to talk about some things to do since we inside. And the enemy is looking for trouble. He came to look for your trouble. We inside. I just want to talk about some things that we do when we inside. Because you can't say, I'm, you're looking for my trouble, I inside, and then you don't do something. We say in Liberia, mouth talking. Good mouth speaking for the rest of you, I'm very sorry. Your mouth is just speaking. There's no action behind your words. That's why I like James. He said, listen, show me your faith by what you say. Me, I will show you my faith by what I do. So what do we do if we are inside? When John 10.10 happens, and the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, what do we do? If you've been on the prayer line, you find me say it, you focus on the second, because two of them come at the same time. One comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But right on that, Jesus says, I, I come at the same time. And this is what I come with. I come with life. And life abundant. And the one in whom we are inside, listen, he has no beginning. He has no ending. He's the one who was, who is, who is to come. Everlasting God. When he describes himself, he said, listen, before the day was, I am he. When I work, who can hinder? 
What do we do when we are inside? When the enemy comes to seal, kill, and destroy, we focus on the second who says, it's true, he's that's what I like about Jesus. He doesn't deceive you. He said he's coming to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm coming too. And I'm coming with life abundant. He's the one who can do exceedingly. Abundantly. Above. All. That you can even imagine. I teach literature, we call it hyperbole. When you make the thing exceedingly. I know the correct word. Over plus. exceedingly, abundantly, above. He said, I'm here. He comes with it. And this who is coming is never taken by surprise. He never slumbers. He never sleeps. Always working. I absolutely love this scripture. You can take this one, Isaiah 64, 4. The God who works while we are waiting for him. But you don't just be waiting, my mom used to say supinely. You are just waiting, you are not doing it. <laughs> Pastor T, you know supinely. Eh? <laughs> you are not just sitting down and waiting. Please let me read two scriptures that... They were not in the Bible until I found them. Have you had that experience? You think, oh, when did they put their scripture in here? The first one is Psalm 91, verse 1 and 2. All of us know that. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And this is what I want to focus on. I will say of the Lord... He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I would trust. I used to read it all the time and focus on him being my refuge. He's keeping me. And one day, the Holy Spirit just caused me to focus on fortress. And I thought, okay, what does fortress mean? So I looked it up. A fortress is a large fortified building or complex of buildings used as a military stronghold. I thought, yeah. I've been missing it all of this time, Pastor Mema. I thought he was just our hiding place. We keep inside to hide. But it says he is not just a refuge. He is a fortress, a military place. And I thought with the connotation of war. Yeah. When I was growing up, when you went into the fight, we used to say, War ready. Yeah. You know, war ready? As in, war is ready. I'm very sorry. Fortress. I only focus on him being a place of protection, physical protection, spiritual protection, a safe place to fall back on in times of trouble. But then I began to focus on fortress and war. And then the Holy Spirit came and scattered the whole thing. I read Deuteronomy 33, 27. I used to like underneath 
are the everlasting arms. You know that scripture, right? It sounds so comforting, but listen to what the entire scripture says. It says, the eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. And this is the part I have missed. It says, he will drive out your enemies before you, and he will say, destroy them. He didn't say, I will drive them, I will destroy them. He said, I will drive them before you and I will tell you, destroy them. That means in, when we inside, he gives us the power to destroy because he spoiled them first. He spoiled principalities. He spoiled powers. He made an open been sure. So, aha, he drives them out, but he says to us, destroy them. I was thinking, destroy them, how now? I'm coming to tell you. I'm about to tell you. I want to explain it line by line because that's the way my mind works. I'd like for you to explain it. How should I do it? May I suggest one single weapon? The word. The one over which he watches to perform it. The word says in Jeremiah, then the Lord said to me, you have seen well for I am ready to perform my word. So we need to find out what does the word say about the situation. And all the people who came up here, they've been talking about the word. What does it say? Ladies and gentlemen, that means you have to read it now, huh? Mm -hmm. Pentecostal, sometimes we like, you know, the move of the spirit, the presence of the Lord. The Lord just came into the presence. First of all, the Lord didn't just come. The Lord is here already. Pentecostals, online and in the house. Prophecy is good. Word of knowledge good. Speaking in tongues good. But how about the word? Fire! Uh, there's no fire without wood now. Find out what the scripture says. Speak it. Declare it, ponder it, hide it in your heart. And speak it whether you feel you are going down or not. Go down fighting, that's it. Mm-hmm. This was in my notes, but I'm just going to share it. I hope I remember all the things I want to say. A few years ago, I went to a conference. I was reading, God killed the prophet's wife. I'm like, what? You killed the prophet's wife. Why? And if you heard me share this before, I say, because I'm cheeky. When I hear the Holy Spirit speak to me, he's cheeky. He says, whose wife should I kill? <laughs> but if I kill the believer's wife, and the believer stands up and say, my God is great. Pastor T, let me just meddle in your business small. 
your wife. She called me. Pastor Vani had already put, posted it. He said his mother had an experience. And the Lord said to her, is there not a balm in Gilead? And so she called me that day and her voice was strong like her old self. And we were declaring palm in Gilead. But she transitioned. How powerful it is that if you are, the doctors have said you are dying, there is no hope. But out of your mouth you declare that there is still a bomb in Gilead. The word. Speak it. Declare it. I began to understand this. Says Mary, when I was reading about Psalm 62, 11, maybe that's not what it means to you, but that's what it meant to me. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this, that power belongs to God. And I began to think about it. I said, how is it that God said it only once? How did I hear it two times? That means when he said it, me too, I said it. When the word says all power belongs to him, into I say all power belongs to him. Amen. It doesn't matter whether you are up, you are down. You declare it. In fact, the best time to declare is when you are down. The best time to declare it is when you are down. To declare what was impossible, you made possible. And if grandma, you think, but that tense is wrong. I'm still suffering. You say, what has he has made it possible? He told me I'm the God before time. I don't have any tense inside me. There's no past. There's no present. There's no future. What was impossible? He made possible. This God... Be inside his word. This 2024... You will find some things that will catapult you from where you are way. You yourself, you will begin to wonder, ha. I listened to that word. And then you guys, you've heard, Bishop said it, you were here. He said, listen, spiritual things are voice activated. Don't just ponder. You know, I used to like to pray silently. We'll be in a prayer. I will be praying just silently. Under the Holy Spirit, say, can you speak some things to the atmosphere? Voice activated. And they understand that the word is a sword. See what it divides. See what the word says about the word. It says the word of God is living and powerful. I can stop right there. Living and the whole entire universe knows that word. It comes from the voice of the one who said, Let there be. And be had to happen. One of my favorite hymns, it says, be still, my soul. 
the winds and waves still know the voice of the one who ruled them while he was yet below. My brothers and my sisters, say something. The Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise. That's a Hebrew word for the praise that is a sacrificial praise. You haven't seen it. You haven't heard it. You haven't tasted it. But still you are giving him a total praise. The worst thing that can happen is you die and go to heaven. Hmm? And he even gives us the victory then. Because the same power that raised Christ from the dead, it dwells in you. It dwells in me. The same power. I have one crazy daughter. She said she just imagined everybody was having a party. The demons and everybody. And Sunday came. They were still partying. They didn't know. Somebody came and said, excuse. You guys are still here. Did you know the man has risen? You are still here rejoicing. The man has risen. And a famous Himalaya says, up from the grave he arose with a mighty power over his foes. Death could not hold him. He has conquered death. Our victorious king, he is Lord. Death could not hold him. He has conquered death. Our victorious king, he is Lord. We praise you, O Lord God, Jehovah. Our victorious king, he is Lord. He is the prince of Peace. And nobody can say anything. If you heard me say before, I say, I don't like to say he defeated. I like vanquished. Vanquished mean he he beat them like dust. Everybody, shh, sit down. That's who we are in. Hallelujah. The word. I like to call that the sword word. The thing I'm talking about, the sword word. The sword is a weapon used to attack. But I have been making a mistake in the use of the word. I was waiting to be attacked first. And then I will use the sword of the word. And even then, I wasn't wielding it confidently. I was thinking, you know, maybe if I say it, maybe it will happen. Maybe not. I wasn't ready. For example, last year was the year of increase. I was waiting for the increase to happen, then I talk about it. No. In this the year of life abundant, be talking about it before you even begin to experience it that you can see. So this year, I'm starting from the beginning talking about life abundant. I'm telling him, we is It will not be so this year. We answer. The word will be in our mouth. I intend to proclaim it. I intend to declare it. I declare the intent to live it. We inside. Not by my own strength, but by the power of this person. Listen to me describe, describe, describe it. And you can find it in Philippians 2 3. <laughs> 
He gives you the power to want to do it. Then he gives you the power to do it. It's just as simple as that. Can you imagine? You are feeling defeated. You don't want to do it. He said, come, let's have this discussion. Tell me that you don't want to do it. Just get, I like Creole people, they say, wait me. As in, wait for me. He said, wait me. I will make you want to do it. And then I will give you the power to do it. So if you are thinking, how am I going to do it? Go and have a discussion with him. Be like my friend in Reston. Led her to the Lord. And she was praying one day. She told me, she said, I was praying something that was impossible. To me, she said. And I told God, God, I don't really think you can do this. But Gladys told me that you can do it. And he did it. He did it. So, couple, you guys, you were thinking, the pastor was supposed to do this. The pastor didn't do it, you did it. So what do you do with that? You put it inside your somewhere. Hey, how to explain put it inside your somewhere? Where play pastor, mama? Yeah, put it, yeah, huh. Put it in your memorial place because the next time something like that happens, you can remember. You can remember the last time when the bird, my son saw the bird. That's why I'm, we inside. That is a powerful tool. That's why the scripture says, New Living Translation, listen. This is how you should pray so you don't be anxious. Tell God what you want and remember the things he has done and thank him for it at the same time. And if he hasn't done it for you, take something he's done from somebody else, from the scripture, from the testimony. Use it. What was impossible, you made possible. Jesus, yeah. Look, that way he made possible can make you almost crazy. When he does it, you're confused. You're like the children. You say, uh, what happened? He did it. That's what happened. In the year of life abundant. The second one I want to talk about, I talk about the sword, the sword word, right? I want to talk about the way word. There is something about confessing and declaring the word that can change your entire life. But we don't just want our mouths to be talking. We want to be doing. We want to be acting like we are inside. How we do it now, Pastor Glady? Well, the psalmist says, how can a young man stay pure? By obeying your word. I have tried hard to find you. Don't let me wander from your commands. Then he says, you know what? I have hidden your word in my heart. Put it inside. Put it inside. Put it inside. So we cannot just continue to say, I'm saying we should say it is true, but we have to be applying it. And when we struggle, we have an advocate, a helper. The one who knows the mind of God concerning everything.
thing. And Jesus says it. He says, listen, John 16, 7. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. I discovered that when I was praying, I wasn't even involved in the Holy Spirit. And that's a helper that Jesus said he was sending. And so I began to think about it. And I realized this is what Paul was writing about, 1 Corinthians 2. We just like verse 9, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. He has not entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. It's true, but he gave us somebody to show us. Because they said, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. You are struggling. We have a helper. The one who walks alongside. The one who is like dynamos, dynamite. Did you know? I found all this by reading it, thinking about it, pondering it, harassing the people on the prayer line. Because as soon as I turned around to turn, I said, listen, the Lord spoke it once, I heard it twice. Do it. You can't just sit online and sit here and Bishop is preaching from his heart, preaching, and you say, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And, but this year, we inside. We inside. We inside. Hallelujah. We have a helper. And this helper knows the mind of God. I was praying about a job one time. I was begging. God, please, I beg you, give me this job. Please, oh, can you help me? The Holy Spirit said, glad you can really beg. Ah. He said, why don't you ask me for wisdom? Why don't you ask me for wisdom? I asked him for wisdom. He helped me to leave the job I was at to move to where I am now. A few weeks after I left that job, the place closed down. But I was just begging. We have to stop begging. Don't beg God. God, please be my shepherd. He said, I am your shepherd. Just agree and say, God, you are my shepherd. It's by you that I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It's because of your goodness and mercy. Follow me. Don't be begging God for the thing he has already given. Find out what he has said and use the word. We have the spirit of God. A helper. The one who knows the mind of God. Because there's all kinds of rubbish on social media. All kinds of rubbish. But we are not going to be like people who just follow rubbish. We'll be like the Pereans. They check to see if what Paul was saying was true. And the only way for you to check is for you to read. The third word. I talk about the sword word, the way word. The third word is your praise word, your worship word. I'm not even looking on the right side. I'm going to read this scripture. I don't care if he says my favorite scripture. 
He called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. One of the reasons is that we might show forth his excellencies. First Peter 2.9. He called us to do that. To talk about him, who he is. What he has done. What he is doing. What he will be doing. It has nothing to do with the way you are feeling. He's great whether you are feeling good or not. So who would disagree? The universe when I say God is great? No. He called you to do that. He equipped you to do that. In fact, he made you a temple. You already know that. I don't need to explain anything. He made you a temple. And he came and lived inside that temple. So worship can occur anytime, anywhere. He's inside you. Just that we are, we are inside him. So, how well are you doing that job? Say, which job? Oh, he called you to show forth his excellencies. How well are you doing that job? I was on the prayer line the other day. I said, huh, this is the shortest prayer we pray on the prayer line. When I say, let's praise the Lord. That's the shortest prayer. When I bring another prayer, people will be praying. You will pray, 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 pray. I say, amen, amen. In Jesus' name, they will not stop until I mute everybody. <laughs> but when I say, let's praise the Lord, it's the shortest prayer. Very short. The whole vocabulary is finished. Inside the word, you will find a description of who he is, what he has done. So last week when I was on the line, I talked. I said, I'm not telling you today about the shortest prayer. When I listened from where somewhere I could hear a Christian voice, and she began to talk about him, who he is, what he has done. My whole spirit was just if you don't know what that means, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> Worship, Pastor Mimo was talking about, she said, who's going in front? Judah is going ahead. King Jephosaphat sent the praises. You know why? Because that praise provokes presence. No, let me rephrase that. Presence is already here. That praise provokes a manifestation of the presence. So that when the people of God began to sing after Solomon built a temple, it says, the glory of the Lord came down. The priest could not stand up to minister. Why is that necessary? Because that anointing breaks the yoke. You need that praise word. You need that worship word. He called you to do that. Like anything else, the word says, study to show yourself approved. A workman. Approved by God. Breaks the yoke. Breaks the yoke. Breaks the yoke. I don't know what yoke you may have, but I just came to tell you one thing. 
By the anointing we shall break the yoke. By the Holy Ghost and power, just as the prophets foretold. These are the days of the latter rain. God is moving in his power again. By the anointing we shall break the director he was beside himself he said there's breakthrough in the house <laughs> but if you don't grab the breakthrough you will go back home the same way you came you jump on top of that stuff and say you know what <laughs> you and I we are inside today say pastor Gladdy how about a fiend one because Jesus told the Pharisees, he said, your worship is vain. You know why your worship is vain? Because you just say it with your mouth. It's not in your heart. The pastor said, how do I put the worship in my heart? You put it there. You read it there. You put it there. You say it there. You write it down. When you are praying, you look at your list. You say all the things on the list. When you yourself begin to talk about who your God is and what he has done, you provoke your spirit man like, yeah, my God. Just my God. You put it inside. So this year, in this our year of life abundant, let us use the word as a sword. Let's not wait to be attacked. Let's attack first. Let's attack when the situation is not expecting. Hmm? That's what Hamas said to Israel, right? They were not expecting. Let's start our attack now. We'll use the sword of the spirit. We'll use the word to show us what we need to do so our mouths will not just be talking. We will be doing it because we have an advocate who can help us to do it. And then we have the word of our worship. We will do what he has called us to do. Show forth his excellencies in the earth. That's what we're doing this year of our life abundant. We are starting it in January. I know some of you have made up your minds. We're doing it too. We're not going to wait. And sometimes we lose. God said he gave us elevation, acceleration, breakthrough. What was the fourth one? Fullness of time. And we're waiting to see elevation first. We're waiting to see fullness of time. We're waiting. 
Instead of attacking with a sword to say this year, things are accelerating. This year, there is breakthrough. This year, this year, we declare it. We say to the situation, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will keep his praise in my mouth. When I boast in the Lord, the humble shall hear. They shall be. And I will say, magnify the Lord with me. Magnify the Lord with me. Come magnify the Lord with me. Together let us exalt his name. Amen. 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 But listen, you have to be, you have to do a particular thing before you can be inside. You have to agree that you are dead and your life is hidden in Christ. You have to say to him, I believe that you died. I believe, if you haven't done it as I say it, do it though. Online too. You and him can just have this conversation. I'm not talking about coming to church. I'm talking about you saying to him, Jesus. I wonder if what that woman is saying is true. Can I invite you into my heart? Can I say I believe that you died? Can I say I believe that you rose? Can I say that you are my Lord? Is there my Lord people that gives people a hard time? Because being Lord means when he says yes, you too, you say yes. When he says no, you too, you say no. And the thing I like about him is when you think you can't do it, he said, come. Let us reason together. You can't do it, but I can make you want to do it. And I can make you do it. We take a few minutes and you can talk to the Lord. Maybe you've been in church all of this time. You've been the best dancer. But the Lordship business is giving you hard time. Hard time. I've learned a, I learned a lesson a long time ago. To tell him, God, I don't want to do it. Say, Pastor Gladys, you told him. He already knew before I said it. Take a few minutes. Speak to him. Speak to him. Speak to him. You don't have to use my words. He hears heart. Yeah, he hears heart. In fact, that's the language of the place called presence. Heart speak. He hears heart. Amen. 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 And the last thing I want to ask you is to join me to say this year, we inside. Whether I see it or I don't see it, you told me to look at the things that are unseen. And you who made the things that are seen and unseen, you told me to look at the things that are unseen because the things that we see, they are passing away. 
Amen.